0: Hey everybody, Jim Minnery with Family Matters. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, We are here as a Ministry of Alaska Family Council, as you know, and uh, just can't thank you enough for being a part of uh, the program today. We are speaking with Pastor Ron Hoffman, who is the senior pastor at Anchorage Baptist Temple. Uh, and as you likely know, um, Anchorage Baptist Temple, or ABT, has been around for many, many, many decades and uh, was led by the pastor, Jerry Prevo, who happens to now be the president of Liberty University. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's the largest school in the country in terms of its online um, and you know in-person uh, enrollment. But anyway, uh, very long history in our state with... Uh, Anchorage Baptist Temple and Pastor Jerry Prevost. Uh, I think that you'll find Pastor Ron Hoffman to be an exceptional man of faith and one who uh, takes his role very seriously as a shepherd, a true shepherd of God's Word. And there's wonderful things going on at Anchorage Baptist Temple, and I'm very excited to have the opportunity for you to meet, um, if you haven't already, Pastor Ron Hoffman at Anchorage Baptist Temple. So he's going to be in the last three segments of the show. Stick around for that. As always, we want to thank our friends over at uh, Rieger Physical Therapy. Cortland, Rieger, and his team over there are very good at what they do in their physical therapy craft. And we would encourage you to go to RiegerPT.com, R-E-G-E-R-P-T.com, and uh, check out, uh, make yourselves um, uh, aware of his services, and uh, thank him for being a sponsor of Family Matters here um, on Wednesdays. And, uh, of course, you can pick us up on, uh, on a podcast as well, Apple Podcasts, and in any place, actually, that you get your podcast. We're hoping to get to other stations across the state. Right now we're on KVNT. It's the Valley Station. Uh, there's an AM and FM side, and then we're also on um, 89.3 KATB. Our hope is to be able to get into other places. We'll see how that plays out. But right now, um, just wanted to do a quick, uh, um, you know, actually – one of the things I wanted to, to bring up this uh, today was that I was able to go to the chapel service at Anchorage or at Grace Christian School. My granddaughter goes and uh, what an absolute blessing that was. Um, if there's any, you know, any part of me that was feeling under the gun or, you know, stressed or anxious about anything that certainly changed it because those kids, Essentially, when I go there, uh, there's three or four or five even um, worship songs and then a nice lesson. It's K through uh, sixth, the kindergarten through, it might be through fourth. Anyway, um, to hear those kids sing uh, worship songs and just close your eyes and uh, to listen to the innocent, pure voices of, of, of complete trust, uh, which is what it is and what, what God calls us to be is to, to, uh, to be completely in love and, and, uh, and trusting of his promises. And so that is um, an amazing reminder. Um, all I can say is that, uh, you know, I, don't, I, I think you probably have to have kids to go to uh, some of these private schools that are Christian like ACS and Holy Rosary and uh, Grace Christian, but uh, it's just a, a spectacular opportunity to quiet your heart and to focus what is most important, which is um, was, which is our relationship with God and and how much He loves us, and to see that that pure spirit of those little children. It was just uh, humbling and and and. Uh, and life-giving, it truly was. But anyway, I wanted to uh, just do a couple quick um, uh, updates. As you know, the Dobbs case—you may not—but it's the Mississippi law that makes abortion illegal after 15 weeks of pre- pregnancy—is um, being held in the first week of December. I am debating on going out there. A lot of my colleagues are going to be in D.C. for the uh, for the oral arguments. Uh, They—I w- won't be able to get into the Supreme Court. That's very exclusive. Um, but uh, there'll be a, a massive gathering, as there will be from the other side, because the Dobbs case um, is one, obviously, that has got the attention of the pro-abortion side, and they are coming unhinged, um, which is truly stunning to see, because I think that they, um, they know that, uh, that this is, I think, near the end for uh for roe v wade we we don't know that for sure i don't want to speak out of turn but it's certainly something that has gotten the attention of everyone across the country and world the last two cases that were in front of the supreme court of the united states dealt with restrictions on abortions and those cases were actually uh were upheld by the lower courts and the abortion providers, Planned Parenthood in particular, asked the Supreme Court to chime in, and, and, and of course they sided with the abortionists. The difference about this Dobbs case, though, the, the Mississippi case, is that the lower court struck down the law, and now the pro-life advocates are approaching the court to reconsider. And uh, you know, there, there's a very decent possibility that this could um, uh uh, you know, overturn Roe v. Wade in terms of giving it um, back to the states. The Mississippi Attorney General Lynn Fitch is uh, asking very specifically for that to happen. And she's been very bold and she needs to be prayed for um, and her team as they prepare for these arguments. Again, her name is Lynn Fitch and she's the Mississippi Attorney General. And, you know, the, the reality is the reality is that once uh, it does get overturned and, uh, you know, there's lots of discussion in terms of uh, if this case will be the one that does it, whether or not it's uh, it's actually the case that overturns Roe v. Wade, the states will have the power. And there are many states, including um, including New York and California, um, as well as others, who, who have uh, seen this writing on the wall, that uh, the, the legal argument in Roe v. Wade is uh, is a straw argument at best. And so it's, it's simply made out of whole cloth in terms of uh, finding a right to abortion in the United States Constitution, just like uh, the case with the Alaska State Constitution. And so... Um, they have uh, they have enshrined abortion in the constitutions of New York, state constitutions of New York, California. It's happening in other places as well, and um, you know even though it's not enshrined in our constitution, our our court or our illustrious state supreme court here in Alaska has found in itself um, the ability to also manufacture the right to abortion in the constitution. And so I'm hoping that that will be able to be addressed through a constitutional convention Uh, which is a a real possibility for next year. So pray about that as well. The two things that I would just ask before we take our first break and and have our uh, interview with Pastor Ron Hoffman at Anchorage Baptist Temple, I'd just like to ask you to pray for the Mississippi Attorney General, Lynn Fitch, as she prepares for her case, the Dobbs case, in front of the United States Supreme Court. We think we might have the votes there. Um, We also would ask that you would pray for the— the development of a campaign uh, that will be multifaceted in terms of it's not just going to be pro-life individuals uh, and organizations, but there's, there's all sorts of other issues that people are concerned about and, and want to open up the, uh, the, um, the constitutional convention. Uh, so pray about that effort so that we can then remove the court from that issue. And then we can actually pass laws that protect the innocent's, Uh, of the unborn children here in the state of Alaska. So thanks so much um, for being around. Thanks so much for sticking through uh, and spread the word, please. We're trying to expand our um, influence and your your part of that. So uh, we'll be right back here on Family Matters after the short break with uh, Pastor Ron Hoffman at Anchorage Baptist Temple. So stick around. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back.
0: Jim Minner with Family Matters. Really pleased to be speaking with, I could say my friend now because we've been together a couple different times, Ron. Uh, Pastor Ron Hoffman, uh, the senior pastor at Anchorage Baptist Temple, uh, is with us today. Thanks so much for being on, on Family Matters today, Ron. Well, Jim, I'm excited to be here. Well, like I mentioned, we talked off air. A lot of folks across the state, even across the country, know Anchorage Baptist Temple and the history and Dr. Prevo, Of course, he's now uh, leading up Liberty University, if if I'm not mistaken. That's the largest. Is that the largest university in terms of uh, online and and, uh, and in-person presence? But anyway, it's it's a massive massive university. And so he's there as well as Glenn Clary um, is is back there as well. Can maybe talk a little bit about that. But you've taken over um, the rains And so before we get going, I just always like to let, let folks know who we're chatting with and your journey. I mean, yours is a fascinating one. I know parts of it. And, uh, so let, let the listening audience kind of, uh, get a feel for what brought you to the place right now where you're leading Anchorage Baptist temple.
1: Well, it depends on how far back you want to go, but, uh, it is an incredible journey that God has placed me on and my wife on. Uh, The truth is, I came to Alaska in 1971, the exact same time Dr. Prevo did. I think we came two months apart. I was uh, three, however, and he was 26. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But my parents uh, parents moved to Seldovia, and I kind of grew up there as a child. And uh, unfortunately, uh, they both passed away, and uh, through circumstances, I ended up up here in Anchorage going to Anchorage Christian Schools in high school and uh Dr. Prevo and uh the staff and the school staff really uh came alongside of me as a young man and uh developed me into a leader developed me into a a little bit of a visionary and uh I went off to Liberty University and uh eventually came back to be on staff here at a b t as a young man in uh accounting. I taught school. And uh, that's kind of how the story began, and that was back in 1991. And so people really don't know that I've actually been here since 83, I think it was, and uh, involved in the church and involved in what we've been doing. Uh, I was in the youth ministry for all that time uh, until recently when I moved into the adult ministries. Um, and then, of course, as Dr. Prevo was having some health issues and was getting a little older. We started to have conversations about what it would look like for me to be uh, in the church and taking over the church. And uh, he was gracious enough to, to uh, recommend me for that position. And uh, the rest is history.
0: Wow. And it's gotta be, we've actually had that conversation at my local church that I attend um, because the, our pastor is debating on retiring. Doesn't, doesn't quite want to yet and has lots to offer still. And we were just having Someone come in who's an expert in that arena um, to say Here, here's how here's how it plays out with a lot of churches and, and unfortunately uh, more often than not uh, you know the the pastor just dies or something drastic happens and there's not a transition plan and he, then he talked about well and then here's how we help those churches you know uh, deal with that situation and then other churches are a little bit more formal about their process and their transition uh, vision and all that stuff. But it sounds like this worked. you know, as far as I can see, I was out of state actually when the event was held at, um, at ABT, uh, with all of the, the dignitaries and folks from across. Um, I, I don't know if they are across the country, but certainly across the state, the, the numbers of folks that attended his, um, his ceremony, um, thanking him for his years of service and what a legacy. Um, and it's just, it's encouraging to see it work the way it's supposed to. I mean, you know, God's on the throne no matter what, and, um, can appoint people in different positions as he chooses. But, um, so what would you say is your primary, uh, what's the primary difference between, um, a hoffman led a b t in a in a prevo led a b t
1: <laughs> well, first of all, I have had nothing but uh exciting and encouragement from Dr. Prevo in this transition and I think when we talk about transitions in churches and we look around at the failures and successes around the country, and we really kind of observe that and uh how does a younger guy come in and make that transition to maybe a new vision or a new direction? really depends on the support he gets from the former pastor. And I've been very fortunate to get uh, an excellent uh, amount of support. Now, you know, a, a, a younger or a Ron Hoffman-led ABT is, is very similar to a previous version in the realm of our goals are similar, are the same. We are here to, you know, obviously share the gospel and reach Anchorage uh, for Christ. That is our number one focus, Um but I think what happened was as people get older, you know, they they um, they struggle with change. And I think Dr. Prevo would even admit that there were some things he would say, I just can't make that change. And, and he was excited that I was willing to do it. And um, so some of the things that we just did differently was obviously we became more uh, youth-centered. What I mean by that is I feel like a lot of the churches struggle in transition because uh, they don't remember that our goal was to reach the next generation yeah uh, and so a Hoffman Run church is focused on maintaining and keeping and reaching the next generation um and also to have uh true excitement about it you know our our mission is uh we make a big deal about following Jesus and it's amazing to me how many Christian churches are just uh they just exist they're they're just there for themselves or they're there just to to learn about God and reverence God, but they're not really excited about who God is and I think that As a church, if we're going to make an impact in America, we've got to decide that our God is is the one true God and that we're excited and fired up about serving Him. And uh, that's one of the things you're going to see out of a Ron Hoffman-run Anchorage Baptist Temple is that we're going to celebrate and we're going to be excited about what God's doing in our community and what God's doing in our lives.
0: Oh, I love that. It reminds me exactly of... Uh, a friend of mine. He was, a co- he was a colleague at the Washington Family Policy Council. Then he went on to the the Colson Center for Christian Worldview, creating some worldview uh, videos. And now he's a fellow at Family Research Council um, in their biblical worldview. I can't remember the name of the actual uh, um, you know department or whatever, but he always says that you know we have the the best uh, to offer. Um, a fallen culture in terms of human flourishing. And we should do it with um, with enthusiasm and expectation that if people embrace the gospel, um, it's not to say that your life's not going to have challenges, because we both know that that's not the case. And in fact, God, sometimes people who have embraced the gospel have a much diff- more difficult life in terms of just You know being attacked by the enemy uh, being aware of your sinful nature and the world's sinful nature and so it's difficult but it's uh you have purpose and um and so i love that about you know being having that enthusiasm and passion um what's your view i mean you, you hear so many things about the churches um across the country that uh so many of the young people are um are abandoning um, you know, it, it, I guess it depends on who you talk to. I mean, you know, I, I, George Barna would have something to say compared to uh, someone else that is maybe having a thriving church that's seeing young people, um, you know, come on board in droves. So what's your view on that in terms of what's different about today than 50, 100 years ago in terms of all churches, you know, start to get more gray um, in terms of the hair and, and the hair loss <laughs> yep. and all that, and, and so it's no, it's nothing new. But uh, what's different about today?
1: Well, clearly we know that we're in a postmodern time, where and, and even beyond that, where societally people aren't getting the fundamentals in school, in church, and family like they used to, and so that.